Welcome back to Bungo and Bones. I'm Nicholas Bungo. And I'm Craig Meat. It's a big world and so many bones to pick. And here we'll do it all. Welcome back to Bungo and Bones, Episode 6, Pets. Dogs, cats, birds, lizards, bobbers, you name it. Pets. Uh, uh, Craig Meat, you know, has a history of pets. Craig Meat, tell them the pets that you've had in your lifetime. I first had a toad bag, then my stuffed animal teddy bear, Stuffy, and then Mr. Tibbs. Mabooning. Toad bag? Well, you should check out the earlier episodes. Toad bag is actually his first teddy bear stuffed animal. Uh, I actually have had a pet before. I haven't really talked a lot about him because uh, he was very dear to me. It was one of my uh, pet fishies. He was a guppy, and I I named him uh, Robert. Uh, I like to make fun of him. Uh, like I did Roger. I'm just kidding. I never made fun of Roger. Roger was a Roger was a bully to us. We're gonna be talking about first. How do you take good care of pets? How do you make them love you more? How do you teach them tricks? Uh, Craig, mate, what is one tactic that you found that uh, makes animals like to listen to you more? I know Toad Bag was a rough one. You find a bone to pick with them. Yeah, but you gotta be polite about it. You you don't want to scare the animal away by wanting to pick a bone with them. No. Craig, me, what was probably one of the most obedient pets out of the three? Stuffy. Stuffy was their middle pet, correct? Yes. Uh, wasn't he the one that you found dumpster diving? No, that was Mr. Tibbs. Oh, yeah, sorry, Mr. Tibbs was found dumpster diving. How did you, uh, how did you get grab the reins of Mr. Tibbs? How did you get him under control? Uh, dumpster diving is a tough profession, and Mr. Tibbs must have had to... Ha- have to uh, make a lot of hard choices. I trapped him in a my one of my dumpster dumpsters. Yeah, Mr. Tibbs loved dumpsters. That's one of the tricks. Find something they love. Mr. Tibbs loved dumpster diving, so trap him in a dumpster. Uh, next one is how do you teach your trick? Uh, how do you te- teach your uh, smooth pet some smooth tricks? Craig, me, uh, have you ever taught any of your smooth pets some smooth tricks? Yes. Uh, what ones did you teach them? Give me an example for toad bag. I taught him to be a toad bag. Uh, is toad bag, was that just his first name or first name and last name or first name, last name, and then middle name with a second middle name? Or was it just one name like Craig Meat? One name. Uh, what, uh, so you taught him how to be toad bag. Any other tricks that you taught some of the other, uh, pets that might be more normal? Yeah. What are those? It was with Mr. Tibbs trying to teach him to drive a mo- lawnmower. Yeah. Currently, is he has he learned how to drive a lawnmower yet? I know we talked about it earlier, I think, in episode two. You should check him out and uh, let me know. But uh, I heard he was turning uh, 17. Uh, you didn't have a car at the time you turned 16. But now you got a lawnmower and you're determined to teach that little hamster how to drive a lawnmower. Has he driven yet? Yes. Have you taken out... Have you taken him out onto uh, any busier streets or roads or uh, busier lawns with some higher grass? Yes. You really want to get them used to driving that lawnmower in uh, busy places. Next, you might be wondering, how do I get control of a very crazy pet? I heard Mr. Stuffy was a very crazy pet when you first found him. Yes. What was the one thing that Mr. Stuffy always loved to do? Could you tell me? Could you tell me? Could you tell me? Just just tell me really smooth, Craig. Me, just tell me. He sit around a lot. So that's, you want to find, like I said earlier, the one thing that they want to do. Mr. Stuffy liked to sit around a lot, so he, uh, Tucker gave him a diet and a 
plan that uh, accommodated Mr. Stuffy's needs and wants. Preferably sitting around, low car, low carbs, low calorie, low everything. Did you even feed Mr. Stuffy? No. You don't have to feed your pets, unless it's a real pet. Mr. Stuffy, he was as real as it gets. Next we're going to be talking about the best pets to have. What was probably, what would you uh, recommend them getting uh, as a beginner pet? A cat. A cat is a great beginner pet because they do things their own smooth way. How about for a more advanced? A goldfish. A goldfish can be very advanced. They need they need to be fed daily. They need to be like you need to have a loose reins though. Like when you had Toad Bag, you weren't very controlling because Toad Bag kind of had a mind of his own, didn't he? Yeah. I remember Toad Bag. Uh, one time he snuck into my house, which was only about twenty feet from your shed, and he uh he literally went inside and he said. Well, I didn't understand him, but he said, he, what did he say, uh, Craig me? Yeah, he sounded more like a fish, but Toadbag, like I said, he was as real as it gets. Toadbag was talking to me how uh, difficult it was with the job and the family and uh, providing, and getting food on the table. And I told Toadbag, you know what? You're one tough stuffed animal. You'll find a way. Uh, now we're going to talk about uh, some of the smoothest animals. What would you... uh? Uh, what would you tell our audience, Craig Meat, to get as a beginner for smooths? Pets. A hippo. A hippo. Now we're going to jump over. What is the best animal when you need to pick a bone day, a day or two? A T-Rex. A T-Rex is a good bone to pick, mainly because they're not even real. They're just all bones. Craig Meat personally believes in mermaids. Do you think dinosaurs are real, though? No. Yeah, Craig Meat strongly believes that uh, mermaids existed and dinosaurs did not. I remember, do you believe in pirates, Craig Meat? Yes. We better get back on topic about pets. We'll be back right after this small, itty-bitty, smooth break. And we're back. Talk here to talk about more pets. I'm about to tell you the five tips to achieve an ultimate smoothness as a pet owner or even as a pet. First tip is groom your pet always. Keep them smooth. Literally, keep them smooth and soft. Never let your uh, pet uh, dumpster dive for too long. What was the limit that you uh, let Mr. Tibbs dumpster dive daily? An hour. An hour is a great amount of dumpster diving. Long enough that you could find real treasures, but not long enough that you could realize this might be better than living in the shed with crab meat. Now, number two, number three, actually, to achieve ultimate smoothness is uh, let them do what they want to do. Let them be free. You cannot control them forever. Might as well start to control them a little less right now. Number four, uh, pick the right pets. I was talking about this earlier. Sometimes a uh, pet might just n might not just be the pet for you. You need to pick the best one. Uh, was there ever a point in your uh, lifetime, Craig, that you uh, thought that maybe Mr. Tibbs' stuffy or toad bag wasn't the right pets for you? Yeah. Uh, how did you cope with knowing that there could be better pets out there? Had to teach them to pick bones with people. I remember uh, one time you had to take Toad back aside. Toad was uh, not paying attention to school. He was being very rough. And you had to take him aside. And uh, you talked to him very uh, quietly and hushly and said, You know what, Toad Bag? It's okay to pick a bone once in a while. But you really need to focus in school. 
School is everything. And Toadbag, he's gone all hasties ever since then. Uh, number five. Uh, number five is one of the best ones. You gotta be the best pet owner. It's not all about being the the best pet or having the best pet. It's about being the best pet owner. Take them to those dog championships. Teach them how to ski. Teach them how to snowboard. I don't remember if I did three, so I will do one again just for you. Number three, if I didn't do it, it would be stay hydrated. Drink water. You cannot properly take care of your pets if you are not properly taking care of yourself. We're not going to talk we're not going to go into more of our childhood pets, what pets we had as a kid, and what we did with those pets. I remember the very first pet I had. I've only had two pets in my life. The guppy and, uh, the guppy Robert and my very, very young gerbil. Uh, what was now gerbil's name again, Craig Me. I have no idea. You're right. His name was I have no idea. But sometimes I just called him, I can't find you, or where are you? Uh, this gerbil had a mind of his own. Literally, he would think on his own. I couldn't control him. He would get out of his cage. He would lock me in his cage when I went in there to look for him. You might be wondering, you had such a big cave for your gerbil that you got locked in there? I actually did. I let my gerbil have the biggest cage he could possibly have. That could be number six for you guys. Have a big cage. Don't keep them cooped up all the time. And if they're having chickens, keep them cooped up all the time. I remember my gerbil, I don't know where you are, uh, is one of his nicknames, I like to call him. And uh, one time I was uh, teaching him, uh, shortly before he died, he, he blew up till he was about uh, 18. And I was teaching him how to drive a car. I didn't have a lawnmower at the time. Uh, that was before I went professional in driving lawnmowers. And I uh, I said, you know what? You get, you just, you cannot uh, put your foot down on that gas for so long. Uh, uh, this gerbil, I don't know where you are. Like, as I said, uh, he would like to just zoom through the streets. He had no self-control, that gerbil. And I, I pulled him, I pulled over, literally, and I said, you need to slow it down. You're gonna hurt somebody. And that gerbil, that, uh, that gerbil was the best. He slowed down. I taught him how to drive. He could only drive for a year or two before he died, but, uh, great experience. Teach your pets how to drive. Have you ever, did you teach Toadbag or Mr. Stuffy how to drive, or did you not have a uh, vehicle back then? Correct I me? did not have a vehicle back then. I remember, uh, Mr. Tibbs was very excited when you told him in the best, uh, hamster English you got that he was gonna learn how to drive, and he would, uh, have to go get a job. Is he, is Mr. Tibbs even paying rent right now, Craig? I mean, I, uh, I know most pets don't pay rent, but I personally made my pets pay for every ounce of food and water that they took up. Me too. Yeah, I feel like that is a... Pets don't pay for themselves, unless you teach them how to pay for themselves. Mr. Tibbs, when was the... Did you, uh... Uh, I remember talking to you about you, was it a week ago? That you, maybe you should let Mr. Tibbs go with boop boop. Because uh, if, uh, if you've not seen our earlier podcast episodes, you should really check them out. But boop boop was Chris's, uh, our neighbor's German shepherd, uh, who likes to do our business on his lawn. Preferably file taxes on our lawn. I was saying maybe you should let Mr. Tibbs uh, go uh, be like a student under boop boop. And uh, maybe learn to do some of his own business on our lawn. Uh, was it our back? Was it our backyard? Or our uh, front lawn? that uh boop boop likes to do his business on the most crack me both he likes to do both sometimes i'll even find him on the roof and i'm thinking how did you get up there and then i realized i left the ladder on the side of the house i was thinking what did you say when i offered uh uh mr tibbs a chance to go work under boop boop you said if boop boop ever makes you feel bad pick a bone with him yeah that's what you said right then I know being a smooth guy as I am, which you should get my uh, pack 
for hair loss and smooth heads. What, they, what should they get from you, Craig Mead, again? I always forget every episode. It's not like I have, like, 300 of these, and that you should buy them, too. They should buy The Lost Mysteries of Bone Picking. Yeah, Craig Mead recently wrote a novel. Uh, he also has a documentary on Netflix, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, the Life and Times in Bone Picking. Uh, what was your book about? It's about mysteries of bone picking. People thought someone did, but it was actually me. Yeah, bone picking has gone out all throughout the history. But Craig Mead has been brave enough to write a book about it and share it with you. Teach your, teach your pets how to read. That's another thing. They cannot pay for themselves if they don't have a proper education. When did you, uh, did you homeschool Toadback? I know you homeschooled one of them, Craig. Yeah. Uh, what one was it? Was it Toadback or Mrs. Stuffy? Mr. Stuffy. Yeah, Mr. Stuffy, he didn't get uh, along very well with his classmates, and you just pulled him aside and said, I'm gonna homeschool you. Uh, didn't you create your own classroom and his own, like, office in your shed? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that was pretty great. Uh, uh, any of your, uh, uh, what was the furthest, what was the smartest of your pets, you would say? I know Mr. Tibbs was up there. He he was uh, one of the dumpster diving champions back in 2018, wasn't he? Yeah. What was the what was the smartest pet you would say? It was Mr. Tibbs. What was the smartest? Uh, how did you uh, make him the smartest one? Did he come smart? Did you give him good education? Did you just nudge him a little into that deep end? He was good at the start. Yeah, you need to, sometimes some of those pets just need to be shoved right into the deep end with a lifeguard nearby. Of course, they might drown. But the best thing you can ever do. Is get him off to a good start. Give him a little push right off the bat. Uh, I was in New York at a smoothness conference uh, six and a half weeks ago. It was 7 a.m. I'm going to tell you a little story. It was 7 a.m. It was uh, it was like 83 Fahrenheit out there. Uh, it was a nice day in New York. And I was uh, going to get one of my favorite meals to get in New York, a hoagie. And uh, I remember... Craig Meat, you were in uh, Brooklyn. We were in Brooklyn, weren't we? Yeah. It was a great smoothness conference. Uh, I uh, shared a lot of great smoothness tips with some of those young childs. And uh, one of the things I was thinking when I was eating my uh, hoagie over there, I'm thinking, wow, this is a great sandwich. Craig Meat shoved me to the ground and said, there is no such thing as sandwich. It's a hoagie. And I said, okay, now you might be wondering, what does this have to do with pets at all? It doesn't have to do anything with pets. We're going to go back to talking about pets. Hey, Nick. How did your gerbil die? Oh, my gerbil. That was a, uh, that was a very, uh, sad story. So I was practicing. I said I never, uh, when I was teaching him how to drive, I wasn't lawnmower professionally. About a couple weeks before, uh, I don't know where you are, died, I started getting into, uh, lawnmower racing. I wasn't professional. I was collegiate at the time. And I was, uh, I was, uh, going down to the track one day to practice lawnmower. And I decided... Today was take your gerbil to lawnmower racing practice day, and I figured I would tag him along. And I also kind of think of uh, Craig Meat as a pet, too, since I take care of him most of the time, and I uh, really have to pay for all of his needs. So I took him with me, and I was thinking, you know what, Craig Meat, you sit next to me. I don't know where you are. You sit right on my lap. And we were we were taking a swing around that course. We were hitting some high speeds, and uh, the gerbil, I don't know where you are, uh, he flew out. I didn't see him again. I actually uh, heard about him recently. He started his own business. Things are looking really good for that gerbil, and I'm really excited for him. Uh, 
Uh, I'm hoping he can come back one day, but... And when I said dead, I mean, like, he was dead to me. He never died. He, uh, ran away and created his own fast food restaurant. Jubal go in, Jubal go out. It was... It's a pretty good restaurant. You should check it out. It's not a sponsor. Uh, but he was dead to me as of that day. Uh, I remember one thing. I was talking to him, uh... Uh, I don't know, remember when I was talking to him. I think it was uh, over text, actually. I don't think I was actually talking to him. He texted me and said, Hey, Nick. Hey, Nick, can you, uh, please, uh, tell people to come to my, uh, dribble in, dribble out fast food chain? And I said, you know what? That's pretty smooth, but you're dead to me, dribble. Uh... Uh, how do I, how would I reconcile with a lost pet like that, Craig Me, Have you ever had a pass with that? No, but I assume you'll tell him I have a bone to pick with you. I did, actually. I texted him right away and I said, you know, I got a good friend, Craig Me. Craig Me said, quote, I have a bone to pick with you. Unquote. Right. To that gerbil. I don't know where to find you. Oh, I saw it was caged today, actually. Uh, Craig Me, didn't you live in the cage for like a year or two before you got that shed? Yeah. That shit is a really nice shit. Aren't you getting it renovated one of these days? You should, uh, really check out, uh, getting it renovated if you're not. Yeah. Also, stay hydrated. That's a good way to take care of your pets. Uh, do you have any other experiences with stories, Craig Mead? Uh, about your pets? Not really. Yeah, Craig Mead's all dry. Speaking of dry, you should never have a dry cup. You should always have it full of water. That was smooth, wasn't it? I'm going to give you another experience. Uh, this was a couple weeks after the gerbil was dead to me, and he started his fast food restaurant change. I was down at the track lawnmower. Lawnmower uh, racing is one of the ways I cope. It's kind of like a therapy for me. And I was just driving around as fast as I could, and sometimes when those thoughts of that gerbil gets in my mind, I just try to go as fast as I can, almost as if to uh, chase them out of my mind. And Craig, you were there... Uh, you were there, too. You were timing me, seeing if I could pass one of my fastest laps. And I stopped right in the middle of the track. I called you over. I looked you in the eyes and I said, Craig Meat, I just cannot do this today. What did we do after I said that? So I said that if you don't do this, Nick, I'll have a bone to pick with you. And I got right back on that lawnmower and I did another lap. Uh, I remembered when I finished, I went over to, I went over to Craig Meat and I said, you know what? Thank you, Craig Mead. This has really helped me. So, uh, as you know, lawnmower racers have to stay very fit. So I go to the gym, and I actually took, a, we took Mr. Tibbs, his pet, to the gym, uh, a week ago. We go every week, and Mr. Tibbs was spotting, uh, Craig Mead, and Craig Mead, how much bench presses did you do? Fifteen. Fifteen. How heavy were those weights? Twenty pounds. You might think twenty pounds is a lot. Mr. Tibbs took over. I was starting to spot Mr. Tibbs. And Mr. P Mr. Tibbs, he did a solid 25, 30 pounder. And for a Mr. Tibbs, that's like 30 times his body weight. Uh, after the gym, we went to uh, get some food at Gerbil In, Gerbil Out. Because the best way to recover from your workout is to eat at Gerbil In, Gerbil Out. And the manager there, I don't know where you are, my old uh, Gerbil, Pet. Uh, he saw talking to Mr. Tibbs at the side, and I told Craig Meat, you might need to go get uh, Mr. Tibbs out of there. I think I think my gerbil's trying to recruit Mr. Tibbs into the business. And Craig Meat, what did you say to me when I uh, told you you should maybe go get uh, Mr. Tibbs out of there? I'll go up to your gerbil and say, I have a bone to pick with you. Stay away from my hamster. And what did, did you do that, Craig Meat? Did you do that? Yes. Yeah, and ever since, and, uh, uh, the gerbil closed five shops that day just because, uh, it was so embarrassing for him, uh, so many people were suing, uh, 
him. Well, they were actually suing Craigmeat because Craigmeat disturbed their eating, but Craigmeat doesn't get sued. No, Craigmeat doesn't work like that, so they ended up suing the gerbil instead. The gerbil is a very high-paid businessman, and uh, I did not want to get in the way of him, so I stayed out of this. Now, how much should I feed my pet? How much should I uh, give him water? It's it's very expensive, I know, but uh, you should stay away from uh, very unhealthy, but you should also stay away from that very... uh. Uh, expensive, really healthy foods. Craigmeat, what do you what do you feed Mr. Tibbs on a daily basis? I know you didn't feed uh, Mr. Stuffy, but Mr. Tibbs, I'm sure you fed him because he is indeed a living hamster. Yeah, I fed him all the things I could find from the dumpster of gerbil in gerbil out. From tape recorders to a whole Walmart. Speaking of which, Chris, my buddy Chris, my neighbor, he works at Walmart. Hopefully we didn't eat you, Chris, or hopefully we did. I don't know. Uh, I remember that day uh, when Mr. Tibbs was starting to throw up the tape recorder you stuffed down his mouth. Uh, we had to take him to the doctor. Long story short, uh, he he's okay. He said to uh, pass a kidney stone. You might be wondering how that works. Don't ask. So we were uh, at the doctor. We were about to take him home. We said, hey, hey, Mr. Tibbs, you good, man? And Mr. Tibbs replied, uh, what did Mr. Tibbs say back to us when we asked, hey, Mr. Tibbs, are you good? Squeak, squeak. And that was, uh, it st I started to cry. I realized this was, this, this hamster has been cooped up in this, uh, hospital for so long. He's starting to lose his, uh, touch. He's starting to lose all hope. And I realized we had to get this hamster out of here. So we set up an escape plan. Mr. T uh, Craigmeat dressed up as a doctor. He actually pulled it off. Craigmeat went to, uh, doctor school for three years before he went to Harvard. Uh, we first, uh, we had to kick, uh, we had to kick one of the nurses out the window. It was a first, it was first story, okay? She was not injured, but Mr. Tibbs, Mr. Tibbs asked us to do it. Uh, we got away. Mr. Tibbs was not found. Uh, the hospital is suing us, but like I said, Craigmeat doesn't get sued, so, uh, I don't know what we'll do, actually. I'm not, uh, I'm not actually rich. But I am. You should check out my smoothness kit. Uh, Mr. Tibbs was actually using my smoothness kit, and I, I, uh, told him, hey, you should check out your poppy's uh, bone picking for beginners or his best-selling novel. And uh, Mr. Tibbs, he said, sometimes I just need a break from all this bone picking business. Sometimes I just need a vacation. And that is totally fine. This podcast is supposed to be a vacation for you. Whenever you turn on this podcast, I hope you feel like, and I hope, I hope, I hope you feel like you can escape from the uh, stress that you have to deal with. Uh, come on out. Friday and Mondays. Thank you for tuning in and listening to episode 6, I do believe, Pets. I'm Nicholas Bungo. And I'm Craig Meat. And we're the creators of the podcast, Bungo and Bones. Thank you for listening.